as you guys can see, look, we having we having male bonding time right now. You know right. what I'm saying? We this uh, I have to welcome you to the show. I didn't do a formal introduction to the show, but you know we doing some male bonding over here with Mr. Abstract Couture. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> Mr. Sean Wilson. We over here, man. First of all, look, I I gotta give a shout out to my people first. My shout out to uh, the people that follow the show. Shout out to you guys. I appreciate you guys for following the show. Much love. Shout out to my sponsor, 605 Beverages. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys for sending me the product. Uh, I've been sending this product to everybody, especially if it's been summertime. So they've been mixing in their daiquiris and their uh, margaritas and their martinis, and they're loving it. Shout out to 605. If you haven't got any, make sure you hit those guys up at Drink ALP6. That's where they are. 605 Mixed Infused Beverages. Much love to you guys. Also, much love to my partnership with Red Coral Universe for taking us, uh, taking Coastly Distinct International. So we're on Tubi right now. We're on Roku. We're also on tu uh, Hulu. So we're everywhere. Uh, much love to you guys and the partnership that you guys provide for us. Let's get this thing rolling, man. That's dope, man. Congratulations. Look. Wait, let me say that. Oh, Congratulations. Yeah. No That's doubt. dope. Yeah. Can't, you can't just roll over all of that and just go. That's dope, man. Blessings, bro. Yeah, that's dope. That's I blessings, like that. Bro. You know what I'm Congratulations. saying? Congratulations. That's dope. Appreciate it. I tell everybody, I don't control nothing, man. The man upstairs controls that's everything, it. bro. That is it. I'm just a, I'm just a, a, a number or decimal in this equation. Right. Of what we call life. You know what I'm saying? And those who are not listening to us uh, on YouTube, those who are listening to us on uh, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartMedia, and Pandora, the guy you hear in the background, that's Mr. Sean Wilson. Mm. Welcome to the show, my brother. I appreciate it. You all right? I appreciate it. How I you, am good. How you been, man? I've been good, man. Living. I'm a new father. Loving hey, Houston. Man, I got to give you a hand clap for that. Hold on, man. He's a new father. Hold on. Yes. I tell all my friends that they have kids. Man, why y'all ain't telling me this was so beautiful? <laughs> yeah. Having kids. Like, being a father is the greatest privilege in the world. One of the greatest privileges in the world. I love being a father. I love it. Love it. Love it. And you don't have just one. You had two. I got two. At the I, same time. At the same damn time. <laughs> Boy and a girl. Rolling up. First time. <laughs> you good. You good. Man, congratulations on that, man. I appreciate it. So let's get started, man. Uh, I know one reason why you came up to the show. You know, we're going to talk about your event later. But let's talk about, I want to talk about life for a second, you know, for a brief second before we get into it. Uh, I want to talk about those kids. You okay. know, you said something that a lot of people that want to be parents or that are new parents right. that they're trying to figure it out. What are some things your kids taught you in this cycle what we call life? Man, this it's, journey. It's it's so many it's so many so many lessons that uh the my kids have taught me. They have taught me patience. They have taught me uh more discipline, understanding mm -hmm. rest, understanding uh, your leisure time, understanding how to have productive conversations with other parents about, okay, how, how do you parent? How do you deal with this? And it just puts you, I feel like I'm a freshman and get all over because now I'm in a situation to where this is my first time with kids. Mm -hmm. So now, you know, about my by my parents not being here, I don't have that wisdom. I can actually just pick up the phone and be like, you know, pops, you know, moms, tell me about this. You actually have to almost go to call auntie, sister, 
you know, cousin, yep. anybody that got kids almost. Right. <laughs> Somebody, you know, how do you deal with this? How do you deal with that? But for the most part is 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 you just being present. You, you have to be present with your kids. Yes. Right. Being an artist, it's a certain level of uh, emotions that you have to put into your art. Definitely. Right? How deep can a person go, right, in their art if they're, they was already expressive in this way, now having that part in their real life take place? Mm-hmm. What What is that? What does that look like? Like when you do art now, is it still that passionate person that has a vision, that has an ideal of what they see versus now I have two two mouths I have to feed? Is it, is it a different energy going into that? So I would say definitely it has to be. So you just take the uh, the exhibition I have next, next Saturday. Mm-hmm. Now my first exhibition, before I had the kids, uh, I just brought the art in, put the fly out. Mm-hmm. You know, the people came. We had a good time. I sold some pieces. Because you have the kids and you understand now, when you put all of this, when you marry the career and the kids together, now you're creating legacy. This is the beginning mm-hmm. of it. So now what you have to do as an artist is say, okay, now I have to bring my soul. Now I have to really put, I have to really bring my soul and really be vulnerable now with my art because now... What's going to happen is my children are going to eat off this. My mm-hmm. children are going to benefit off this because the deeper I go in my career, now my kids are going to benefit because now I want people to say, oh, you Sean Wilson, son or daughter? Ah, come on over here. We got something for you. Right. Just based on what your dad has done for this community and done for the world and just mankind, we got something for y'all. I would say the emotions are and the feelings are much deeper. But it's 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 much more intentional now. Okay. It's much more intentional on a positive side, on a help side, on a healing side. Okay. So you don't so now you might take something that was very dark. You could tell it dark, but you always show the light at the end of the tunnel. Got you. So so you mentioned the exhibition that you're gonna have next week. Uh, and we're gonna talk about the dates later on. Mm-hmm. Uh why? Let's talk about the why. Why now because you, you spoke about having one prior mm-hmm. why now again and the purpose behind it why um because right now in the world when we when we look at just the condition where we at in the world we don't have a lot of people talking about healing mm-hmm. but we have a lot of people that's broken spirit wise not emotions are like feeling mm-hmm. spirit wise and we don't have that person or persons that are that is waving that way that red flag this for me that they're not raving they're not waving that red flag to express to people how to heal because now with social media you know how we always say it took a village right now the village we all individual people passing each other like trains so now what we have to do is we have to we have to speak about okay it takes a village but let's say you don't have a village how do we heal on our own? How do you how do you how do you do your own soul searching if you don't have those friends, if you don't have those families? Because now COVID took a lot of that away. Oh, absolutely. COVID yeah. separated a lot of us. So now I, I had to do a lot of healing. I've had a lot of high traumatic uh emotional experiences in my life that 
sometimes your friends can't help you with. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, and I'm not the only one, but like you said in the beginning, if God has brought me here to be the example of how to heal, I'm just being obedient. So that's deep though. That's deep. And that's, that's because, all right, one, one, it's, it's, it's weird. I think, well, weird is, well, I can say weird, weird because you're a black man, one. Right. And then you talk about therapy and healing, right? A lot of us black people are not familiar with our unhealed area, right, right. in our life. So we, you know, have these traumatic experiences yeah. or we experience, uh, say, dating or we experience, like, uh, family members or coworkers and we have these traumatic uh, responses right. and not knowing why these responses are traumatic because we need to be healed, right? Right. But you discover that, and was art that piece or that that place where you found that healing, or was the journey to okay? Well, this is something I need to tap in to get deeper. So, I think art was the avenue that gave me the the time to understand okay. that I needed to heal. It gave me because sometimes in life, you know, with the cell phone, with the TV, we we have so many distractions. So. When you're working, you're focused. So, a lot of these, a lot of these, a lot of these traumatic events, you think about them mm -hmm. when you have that quiet time, and you create with it. You create with it, even like music. At first, I used to listen to a, a, a lot of rap, and I realized, man, my my artwork was very aggressive. Okay. Because of the music I was listening to, so. I had to change it up. I'm like, man, okay, this is this is coming out and starting to look a certain way because my mind is this music is putting my mind in a certain perspective. So, uh I would say the art actually gave me the time to actually sit and be still and be quiet and think about this. And think about how how do you want to orchestrate creating this art, but you create it in a way that you also bring a message with it. It's not just art. It's not just the aesthetic. The aesthetic. It has a meaning with it. Right, right, right. I like that. So now I want to talk about uh, life, life-changing events. Mm -hmm. Right, the show. You will have, you, you will have a couple of pieces that you name. Yeah. Specifically about for this particular show. Yes, yeah, five. It's five pieces. Five pieces. And I want to know before we even get into the pieces. Right. Why names? Why titles? Uh, titles, I look at titles like you have to, you have to give a, you have to announce sometimes what we're getting ready to talk about. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you really don't understand the title until you hear the story. So some, so for most, all my pieces, you hear the title and it's like, well, what does that mean? But once you hear the story, it's like, okay, now I understand why he named it that. Because the story, okay, that person must have had an effect on him. Or that time of year must have had an effect on him. So the, the title has everything to do with the story and the effect of the story. And also the healing. Right, right. So the titles that we have, we have the actual introduction. Mm -hmm. We have a mother's rights a passage. passage yes we have the walk yes we have purple heart number two mm -hmm. we have andy leon mm -hmm. and we have new year's eve 2004 yes so i want to start it's like a movie <laughs> yes so you know 
I don't know if anybody's been in the movie game, but what when, when you direct in a movie, what happens is you already always record the end first. First. So we're gonna start with New Year's Eve 20, <laughs> 2024. Right? I mean 20, right. 2004. Right. So what's the story behind that? That's a very all of them significant. Mm-hmm. But that's significant because it has to do with a, with a situation with my mom. Okay. So in the in 2004, and this wasn't, and it's the thing about it, it wasn't actually New Year's Eve, but I'll, you'll find out why I named it New Year's Eve. So in 2004, uh, I was at Southern, and my mom said she wanted to have a conversation with me. She's like, come to New Orleans, I'm going to have a conversation with you. So I said, okay, so... Uh, myself and my girlfriend at the time, we traveled to New Orleans, and my mom's living uptown at this time. By this time, her and my dad had their divorced, so she's living uptown with my sister. So we go into her bedroom, and she sits me down, and she starts saying that she starts the conversation by saying people make mistakes. Okay. So I'm sitting there like, okay, I'm like, okay. How much this gonna cost me? <laughs> right. You know, as a son, you're right. thinking, okay, how much this gonna something cost? Something happened, right? Yeah, something has happened. So she starts to tell me that the man that I think is my father is not my father. And what age were you? I was 23 at the time. Okay, I was 23. Wow, you're grown. Yeah, I was a I was an adult male. Yeah, yes. yeah. So she tells me this story about the man who raised me is not my biological father. She tells me who my biological father is. And instantly, I started crying. And she asked me, she said, why are you crying? And at, the, at that time, I didn't know. I was confused. Next day, I called her. And I called her, and she was like, what's up, son? I said, listen, I forgive you. And she just started crying. And I was like, what you crying for? She said, I thought you hated me. I'm like, nah, I don't hate you. I was like, but you have to realize that was confusing, though. Okay. It was real, real confusing. And so, and the reason why, and I've, I've had family members say I shouldn't talk about this. I've had my mother friends call my family and say, you know, why is Sean talking about this? That's his mom's business. And what I've learned is I'm not the only man that's dealing with this. Oh, no. It's so many men Absolutely. that I meet that's People. dealing with this void in their life. And. I'll tell you, as a child, you feel the void. You you know something is kind of off. You you know something is kind of off. So f- for myself, I say, man, I, I have to, I have to make myself an example of how I heal from this, and how I heal from this was not blaming people, but I had to assign accountability for everybody, including myself. I had to say, okay. This person did this. This person did that. Not saying I don't like them, but you have to understand there was more players involved than than you think. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like you said, I think it's more of one is the courage to do it. Yeah. Right. That's one. Two, the awareness. Right. Most people don't do it because they're not aware that they have it. Yeah. Right. So once they realize they have it, and then the courage it takes courage to go the next step and say. I have an issue. I have a problem. Yeah. Right? And then the third thing is forgiveness. That's the number one thing. Right? You have to. You have to forgive. You a lot have of people, to. It takes years yeah. for a person to say, like you said, Mom, look, I'm sorry. Yeah. And it, it, it took it took about two years. I distanced myself from my family for about two years. And I'm not saying when I say distance, 
I don't mean I didn't talk to him. I don't mean I, I wasn't cordial. But emotionally, I had a I had emotional barrier around because I just like, you know what, man, that, that wasn't right. But at the same time, that's that was my life. It's like a, I'm going to say an old saying. It's an old saying what the old people say. You fed them with a long handle spoon. That's it. Sometimes a lot of a lot of our pain, you got to put humor with it. But you know that's that's it's a synonymous thing. I, in therapy, they don't tell you that. They tell you that uh, sarcasm and and trauma is synonymous. Yeah. It's that's why most like I said most comedians are super funny because they have these stories. Yes. And, and it's all relatable. <laughs> right. But but in everybody in the life. audience laughing because it's like, damn, man, he's going through the same thing I'm going through. <laughs> but it's real life. It's real life. <laughs> we have that it's uncle. Real we life. We have that auntie. Yes. We have that mom. We have that father. Yeah. That's dope. So let's talk about two more. Two more of the uh the pieces of work. Uh and the names struck me. Purple Heart Two. Mm-hmm. Right. The first thing I think about Purple Heart, of course, you know, armed services. Right. You know, you receive a purple heart when you have a brave heart or a brave medal of honor. Basically you're you're uh you're a leader of a squadron of individuals. Right. Right. And you kinda save them to a degree mm-hmm. and the president grants you with a purple heart but you got a purple heart too right sound like a rap song man, <laughs> man i felt like a rapper doing this right. <laughs> sound like a rap song man so purple heart too has to deal with <clears throat> a night in new orleans i think probably 1993 uh me my myself my brother and my sister were <clears throat> lived in new orleans east on lake forest boulevard so we was inside, doorbell rings. And as young kids, me and my brother yell, we playing the game. We yell to my sister, go to the, you know, go answer the door. She like, y'all go answer the door. So we, me and my brother keep playing the game. My sister never got up. So the doorbell rang again. So my sister finally gets up. Then my brother get up, go behind her. So we walking down the hall. But the interesting thing about this situation is when I'm walking behind my brother, halfway down the hall, everything slowed down. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, this is different. So we get to the door. Once my sister opens the door, this guy shoots my father in the head in front of us. Wow. <clears throat> he shoots my father in the head in front of us. My father falls onto the door. He falls onto my sister. My brother instantly goes forward out the door behind the guy. So I go behind my brother. But I stopped. My brother hops in his car, and he's, he's going up the wrong side of Lake Forest chasing this guy who's running. So <clears throat> uh, instant chaos, instant chaos. So I go back inside. By this time, my sister has put my dad on the couch. He had a knit cap on. Uh, he was coming home from work. He takes the knit cap off, and he has it on, his, on the side of his head where he's shot. He's bleeding. My sister's on the phone with the police. Uh, by this time, and 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 it seemed like it seemed like all of this stuff took three minutes to happen. You know what I'm saying? From my perspective, right in the moment. Yeah, yeah. It, it seemed like everything happened in three minutes. So, after a while, the police come, and and it didn't take a long time to come. The police came. Uh, when the police came, you know they go inside. The ambulance start cutting his clothes off. By this time, my mama pulls up. And she was like, "What's going on?" I'm not gonna lie, I was how our house we was known we was known by the 
police in New Orleans okay. because of my brother. We we was known, I got you. you know what I'm saying? It was hot. So, it was hot yeah, we, we, yeah, it was hot. So it wasn't like my mom didn't come home like, what's going on? She was like, okay, what didn't happen now? Again. <laughs> yeah, what didn't, what's going on at this house this night? <laughs> right, right. So I told him, like, somebody just shot daddy. And, man, the beautiful thing about that moment, that was the first time I ever heard my mother use a a very endearing term for my father. She was like, oh, my baby. They shot my baby. Mm -hmm. I was like, damn. I had never heard her say <laughs> <Right>. that. Never. <laughs> I had never heard her speak like that. <laughs> and it was crazy. The guy was robbing my dad. And when they went to, it was, you know, I didn't cut your clothes off. They cut his clothes off. When they cut his socks off, he had $400 in one sock. Oh, he yeah, had another. <laughs> he had money on him. <laughs> he, had a, he had another five and. And another and his other sock. My mama was like, "Nah, give me that. Right. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Y'all not taking." I don't that. care about him shot in the head. Yeah. I just need that like cash <laughs> yeah. right now. Give don't me that. That's that's staying here. Right. But uh, <clears throat> after that, man, I just saw my dad. Uh, they actually caught the guy when they brought the guy to the hospital that night. When my dad, he was he, he didn't die. He was still functional, but he lost his eye. And he asked, the, they, the police asked him, you know, to identify the guy. But my dad said, you know, he, that wasn't him. He didn't really, I guess at that time, he couldn't identify him because of the trauma that he had went through getting right. shot. Yeah. But that was, the, that was the first time I saw my dad, like, down like that. And my dad made a full recovery, went back to work, and never complained. Never. Wow. He never, ever complained. It never was a thing that where he blamed getting shot, losing his eye on anything. He, he never complained. Made so, no excuses. And he was a Marine. Oh, wait, You get okay. what I'm saying? Yeah. So so for me, it was like, okay, I watched this man raise all of us, and he really wasn't my biological father. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? And he get shot in the head in front of his children and make a full recovery, go back to work, never complain about it. Man, he, he get a purple heart in my book for that one. Oh, that's dope. That's a great you know what story. I'm saying, yeah, and and even you know that's how the brain is. Yeah, like you said, a fight or flight. The brain automatically, like you say, you kept reliving that mm -hmm. moment, just being there physically. What happens? The brain starts to protecting itself. Yeah, and like you said, that violent or that aggressive behavior, you was protecting yourself. Yeah, because you didn't want to. You don't. You didn't want nobody to touch that sensitive side or that part that was that could have been there. But it, it was going after that. Yeah. Oh, I was carrying guns after that. Yeah. 12 years old, 13, carrying a pistol. Yeah. 38, special. Old Damn. sad the night boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think people realize growing up in the inner city, how many children, I'm not the only one that go, oh, no. went, go through stuff At like all. that. Like, I'm, I'm one story out of millions of people. Right. All the talent you have, all the, all the gifts God give you. It kills it because now you got this aggression and you got this anger. So now you got to sit with yourself and you got to sit and say, you know what? Okay. I got to always make sure I'm in a safe space mentally so I don't have to worry about protecting myself right. like this. Because when you're when you're a young child, the only thing you're supposed to be scared of in your house, in your inside your home, is your parents and the boogeyman. Right. You, yeah. sh <laughs> you shouldn't experience your father or your mother being shot in front of you at your home. Your no. home is a safe space. If I don't care if a kid four miles from home, if they get me ass whipped, you know where they're going to run home. Right. But you know, what's <laughs> funny though. You say that. So now, cause we're, you know, we're part of that generation where we didn't have internet and everything was kind of 
physically it had to physically happen yeah. for it to see it. Now these kids have these traumatic experiences because they're on their phone. Yeah, man. They seeing people getting shot, raped, all kind of crazies on their phone, bro. Right. Uh, the introduction. The introduction is not. Uh, it's, it's actually the introduction to the exhibit. Okay. Yeah, it's not actually the painting, but the introduction. I speak about what you're going to experience when you come to the in, when you come to the exhibition, and I've been to a few art exhibitions, many with great artists here in Houston. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been in uh, exhibitions all all over the world actually, and I feel for myself, I wanted to give the people uh, almost like a preview of what they're going to be, what they're going to get to experience at the show. So I just tell them, you, you know, you're going to have stories of love. You're going to have stories of betrayal, triumph. You're going to have stories of uh, where you see courage, where you see people have to forgive, forgiveness. You're going to see all aspects of the human emotions. They're going to be present in all these stories. Okay. So that's what the introduction kind of, it kind of it kind of gives them that, that appetizer of what you're going to experience when you come to the exhibition. Dope. That's dope. That's why I want you to kind of bring that in. Yeah, you know, all together because I know the. I didn't want. It's kind of like when you go on a book tour. You don't want. Yeah. You don't want them. To, you want them to buy the book first yeah. of all. <laughs> I don't want to tell you the whole book, <laughs> right? You know, what I'm saying. Even read it. <laughs> why I want to go through certain pieces, you know, so yeah. they can have an insight of what the, what to look forward to. So, now exactly where is this location and uh, the times that this exhibit is going to take place? So I want to say the location. I want to say is 5016 Allen Street. It's at a building uh, in the warehouse district, and I picked it because... In, in New Orleans or Houston? Uh, it's in, actually in Houston. It's in Houston. in Houston, okay, all right. And I could be wrong about the address, but I'll send you the flyer so you can put it up. And it's it's this is October 7th from 6 to 8. Okay. And I wanted it I wanted it early, enough in the, uh, early enough in the evening but not too late. Cause I know people have kids, so it, you know you put the kids to bed, or and you come out and enjoy yourself. And like I was telling you earlier, the crazy thing about October seven, I didn't even realize it until. And and this is one of those things. When you have so much going on in life and you're trying to do so much, I didn't realize I scheduled the exhibition on the six year anniversary of my father's death. I did not. I didn't. It just fell that way. Wow. I, I realized it this morning on the run. I'm like, wait a minute, October 7th. I'm like, oh, this is going to be the anniversary, the six-year anniversary of my father's death. So, man, I even with that, it just it makes me feel a little bit more proud to yeah. do this. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 I, I feel like that's my father's way of saying it's going to be all right, son. You're doing the right thing. Right. You're doing the, you're doing the right thing. <laughs> Tell the people where can they, where can they find you on your personal information and then also what can they find information for the actual exhibit so you can look on eventbrite and you can look under my name sean wilson or you can look on instagram or facebook at sean j wilson underscore on instagram and i constantly post it it's going to be uh it's in my link in my bio so you can definitely and i'll keep posting it in my story yeah, yeah. and y'all make sure y'all go Hit Sean up also because he has a lot of great pieces outside of the exhibit. Ever, but first, but that's no, I'm saying that's good. But first, they both gotta have that mindset. And and that that's why I say there's two types of couples, not people. Yeah, yeah, couples. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's see that's the thing. It's not the it's not the me and you. It's when we it's the union. Yeah. 
That's that's the thing. That is the that is the thing. When you get into a relationship, it's not you and her. It's us now. Right. It's what are we doing? And sometimes in relationships, you have to still give a hundred percent effort if you don't agree with what's going on. Right. Even if you don't support it, you still got to give a hundred percent because it's not going to be to your liking all the time. But it's to the benefit of the relationship. I say this. I'm not disagreeing with you. Mm-hmm. You're, 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 I want to be careful with my words because words have meaning. <laughs> right? <laughs> you say give 100%. You're, you want to give 100%. Right. That's the perfect, that's the thing in your that's mind. That's the ideal, that's the ideal thing to, to give. Yeah. But in reality, you can't give 100% all the time. Nah, 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 nah. You see what I'm saying? I agree with you saying, yeah. but I just want to throw a little small caveat yeah. in there. You're, you want to give that 100%, but all the time, you don't have that 100% to give. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's why our partnership, mindset, understanding, y'all coming together, okay, this person can't give this 80 or 90%, Right. I'm going to give more. Right. So I could... On could, purpose. So we could sustain what we call this relational understanding or this relational experience. Right. You know what I'm saying? So but that's like I said, go back to mindset. And if you're willing to continue to build, a lot of people are not willing to continue to build because first they don't understand what's the first foundation of building. You see what I'm saying? So the thing is, before we even get into these heavy conversations, right. I ask the found foundational questions. Right. If you have no foundational base that's why therapy is important. That's why healing is important. That's why learning yourself is important before you get into anything. Because one, on both part, on both sides. Because once you have that, now, okay, we have the foundation now. Let's build our house. So let me ask you this. Why do you think for our, we, we have the richest generation of black people that has ever lived? Mm-hmm. Why is it so hard for us to have relationships? Why is, it so, why is this such a task now? One thing... People think that relation is relationships are ownership. They think it's I own you. Control. It's control. I want to control you because I have majority of X, Y, and Z, whatever that is. I have the information. Or I have the money. I have the access. I have influence. It's control. You need me. I don't need you. Mm. In their mind. They're not saying it's out open, but their actions is showing. Yeah. So I think control is one of the biggest things. Also, a lot of people don't... <laughs> awareness is a big thing, man. I use this word a lot. Awareness and communication is like... It's right in front of you. Anybody that play Madden understand your awareness is low. Your 99 speed don't even mean anything. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't care. If your awareness is low on Madden, don't give him on my team. I don't want him. Because you don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, he don't know what's going on. He has no awareness. You're just there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, when you grow with... An individual and y'all have that evolution process you, you understand what's going on okay now I need to change right now I need to kind of maneuver a different way but a lot of people haven't had that so when I hear these conversations if somebody asks me now I don't impede my information right you gotta ask me if you ask me I'm like this is what I think I good example I was at this uh this uh, networking event right and uh it was talking about financial literacy and talking about how black people could come together and help each other instead of other I was like, oh, these ideas are great. Mm-hmm. Awesome. 
Oh man, I love it. This this look hit the ground running. I said before we do anything first. How many people got good credit? How many people understand credit? How many people got business credit? Right. I said most of these people here don't have none of this. Don't even know what it is. Right. I said how many people got their business structured to where their their funding is coming directly from their business? Right. I said I guarantee you probably about ninety percent of people here they don't they don't and they didn't. I said before we have these conversations. Let's get the business straight first. Then we can hit the ground running. Right. Versus having something that sounds good. But that's me. And and that is, listen, what you're saying is so important because as a business owner, I can say a lot of that stuff I'm just learning about. Yeah, right. We I'm just, I'm, we're just learning about this because you spend so much time actually cultivating the talent and actually navigating through life and all of this emotional stuff, you don't even realize all of this other stuff exists. Right. So now what happens is, when, you, when you're a business owner and you meet this person that has this information, instead of this person coming to you and saying, you know what, I'm gonna teach you this, they talk down on you. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, hold up. I see why you're the only person that has it because you're not even a good leader. You get what I'm saying? Right. It's like, we don't, it's like the village has left. We don't know how to say, you know what? If my people, if my people don't know this, let me explain this to them. Let me roll my sleeves up and help. Let, where's your service? Right. You know, where's your Once you get off stage of talking about everything, where's your specific service to these people who are actually having viable business and saying, you know what? This person needs the information. Right. Let me give it to them. I would tell anybody, definitely go to counseling and go to family counseling. Just don't go by yourself. If they're willing to. If you're willing to. Yeah, yeah, The relationships I've been in since I was in my mid-30s, I've always said on the onset of the relationship, if we don't go to counseling, I don't want this. Right, we right. Got to, that, is the, that is the first thing that we have to do in the relationship. We have to schedule a couple's counseling out by ourselves mm -hmm. and together because we have to realize we have things that we've experienced individually that we have to learn we have to learn from a third party how to deal with each right. other that makes sense and how to heal we yeah. have to that's that's my fight when you when girls say you're not fighting for the relationship I'm gonna fight in the beginning let's go to therapy let's be proactive let's be productive right let's not wait till something happened and now we gotta do the well let's go to counseling Let's do let's do the counseling first. Let's be more productive about it. That makes sense, man. So you know this conversation could last forever. I know, bro. man. I know. I know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I gotta get my ass out of here, bro. <laughs> I appreciate this though. And look, and look, I've been drinking a little uh, you know, a little dirty water, a little Texas yeah. water, you know. I appreciate this. But though, this man. conversation was good. And it's good to have, you know, amongst two uh black men that HBCU, absolutely. The Southern, Southern University. Shout out to Southern uh, that could sit there and have this conversation because we understand that without us being better, we're not going to be better for our kids. Right. You know what I'm saying? And like you said, legacy. We're not going. We we are not going to create legacy because we don't understand legacy. Right. We're going to create it because now we understand it. We understand that we need to be healed yeah. in order to lead that legacy, to yeah. start that legacy, and to maintain that legacy for the next generation. So that's awesome, man. But before we get out of here, man, you got to give them your social media and the information for the exhibit one more time. So let me get my phone. 
So my social media is on Instagram. It's Sean J. Wilson underscore on Instagram. So the exhibition is October 7th, which is next Saturday, which is next Saturday at 6 o'clock. And it is going to be at, I, I was right, 5016 Allen Street. 5016 Allen Street. Okay. Houston, Texas. Y'all make sure y'all get out there. It's going to be a nice event. It's going to be, you going to have, what you going to have, the cocktails, what? Uh, you know, I thought about having the cocktails, but we're going to surprise them and have something. There we go. There we go. <laughs> we're going we're to we're have something because I, I, want people to, I want people to come out. My first exhibition, I realized that, you know, sometimes when you make it too much about the entertainment, they miss the message. Right, right, right. You That's know what true. I'm saying? You, you, when you make it too much about the entertainment and the extra, they kind of miss the message. I kind of want this one to be focused on the healing aspect of life and, and the healing aspect of what I've been through and what these five life-changing events done to me. And with this exhibition, I'm going to have a Q&A so you will be able to ask me, mm -hmm. okay, Sean, in this situation, what happened prior to this or what were you thinking or how did you heal? So now it gives the audience a chance to interact with the, the artist and say, well, okay, how did you do that? Because a lot of people are going to come out and they're going through these situations now. Right, right. Or something like, or they might know somebody. So it's it's all giving information to help and heal, man. That's dope. 100%. That's dope. And make sure you guys get there, man. It's going to be something awesome, not just for men, not just for women, not just for your kids, but the family. Yes, it's definitely the family. It's going to be some talking, talking pieces. You're going to have the six pieces there that we spoke briefly about. But the story is going to be given at the exhibition. Make sure you guys make your way over there at 15, 16. 50, 16 Allen Street. Allen Street. Make sure you guys are there. Yeah. Guys, look, man, I appreciate you guys for tuning in to the show. Y'all already know what it is, man. I got to get up out of here. I got to give a shout out to my people. Uh, 605, much love for you guys. Shout out to Red Core Universe. I love you guys also, man. Look, guys, I got a saying <coughs> at the end of every show. Today I ain't got one because, you know, I've been uh, I've been sipping. I've been drinking. You know, I've been, we've been on this Beyonce high for the last month. So uh, everything I've been playing is Beyonce. So anyway, but guys, man, I appreciate you guys for tuning out. I appreciate I got, you guys. I got one for you. I got a saying for you. Oh, there it is. You Understand one, this in life. It takes an uncomfortable effort to become comfortable. There you go. See, I ain't have to think about this. See how the law work in the year? <laughs> Won't he do it? Guys, man, I appreciate you guys. Much love. Peace. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. That was good. <laughs>